Hello, Internet. Welcome to episode 83 of the Assorted Calibers podcast. The Second Amendment podcast is a little bit for everyone. And Happy New Year. It is, as Aaron would say, 2020, not 2020 or 2020 or whatever other nonsense you would say. It is 2020, just like it was 1920, 100 years ago. Uh, and so, uh, of course, I mentioned the lovely Erin Paulette, and she is joining us tonight. I will also permit 2K20 simply because it sounds so cyberpunk. It does sound awfully cyberpunk. Oh, do you remember when everything, they just put 2000 on the end of it, and now it's in the future? <laughs> and, and this is an ACP roundtable, so it is not just Aaron. We also have David. I'm so proud of you for remembering the episode number. <laughs> we have <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> we have Henry Wadsworth Oddfellow. I am so disappointed in you in remembering <laughs> the episode number. <laughs> I, I, I can't blame him on that one. And much to all of our surprise, we have the wonderful drug monkey, Steve. I'm still not sure which way is up. The holiday scenes are a mess. Oh, God. I can only imagine what the holiday is like for a private detective as well. Something well, the about good news is it's been warm up there. That yes. probably doesn't help. No, it doesn't. <sighs> so, David, holiday- I, I wanted to say thank you for the lovely Christmas card. You're welcome. And, Oddball, I wanted to say thank you for the cute pocket knife. Uh, you're welcome. Did he give you one too? Yes, he did. The 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 little tiny mermaid Victorinox. Just yes. So, yeah. so I, I yeah that I was I was going to say I, I was going to uh, Aaron asked if if I got the Christmas card because I was just going to thank you on air on it. Uh-huh. Just the it was a lovely Christmas card and the whole family loved mm-hmm. it, especially my daughter. She uh-huh. just went absolutely bonkers for it. And, uh, and David weird. also sent sent a wonderful Christmas card. And it was a Christmas card. Come on, yeah. David. And 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 weird. Um, wh- what exactly did you send me? Um, uh, oh, well, you're you're we we send out New Year's cards, so you're gonna get a card. <laughs> really? That's his story, and he's sticking to it. Yeah. No, actually, we do. Well, I didn't get one last year. Um. Yeah. They only se- they only send them out on even decades. But you you are actually you are definitely taking one because the person in charge of the cards. Because honestly, if I was in charge of the cards, no one would get anything. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The, the 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 lovely boss was actually taking down your address in, into the, into the address book for okay. when we order the cards up. And and Steve, I'm sorry. I thought I mailed one out to you, but I didn't get it. But you're you're on my list for next. You know, I I can send you one now if you don't mind it being late. We we don't mind it here at Ninja HQ. We really don't. No you, rush. You don't we'll mind here. it late. We're not going anywhere. Don't want it at all. Oh, we'll take it. Okay. And we've got places to hang them. Okay. Which is fun. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, today today in the mail or was it no yeah maybe today in the mail I I got there was a package and it was from Oddball and then as I realized I just took it I was I've been running around all day and I've. I've I'm showing up 20 minutes late for this show. <laughs> That's how my day's been going. 30. Uh, and, uh, uh, and that, well, we've started now. <clears throat> and uh, I just realized, oh, Oddball sent a knife. Oh, Oddball sent a knife. 
and it's I opened up a quality knife from a reputable maker. Well, that was exactly it. I was expecting something that would be like hot garbage. I was expecting, yeah, was, another parrot knife <laughs> or, or neon skulls. And, uh, and I opened it up and I'm like, Oh, there's no neon green. Oh, it's Swiss army. These are actually good knives. Oh, I'm surprised. And then I opened up and looked in and went, it's teal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the money. And I- yeah, I popped it open and it had the it had the knife center uh, knife center uh, logo inscribed on the on on one scale. Blade went, HQ, oh. yeah. Or yeah, Blade HQ, excuse me. And then I flipped it over, and there was the mermaid. And I just went, "Look, I'm not fighting this." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one who went, "Oh, cool!" When I saw the mermaid. No, I, I, I knew for a fact that there was going to be a war and I just, I surrendered immediately and just called my daughter in and said, here, open this. Oh my God. Oh, daddy, this is a real knife. Uh, it's time for you to have a real knife. Oh, I, and she's been telling everyone I get a real knife with a mermaid on it. <laughs> Cause I, I also got it. Like when she was like first born, I, I, it was uh knife center had, had a sale on the, uh, the CRKT Nathan's the little, the little kit knife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a little, it's a little lock back and it's even got like a, a wooden spring and all that, but it's all wood. It's there, there's no sharp components. And, and I, 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 I built one with my daughter when she was old enough to suddenly realize that daddy had knives. And I'm like, would you like one of your own? It's safe. And we put it all together and it was super fun. And we glued the, the pegs walked out. So we glued them with glitter glue. Cause of course we did glitter glue. Yeah. And so, and then you had to explain to her that she couldn't take it to school. Uh, well, I mean, this was, this was, she was still going in daycare at the time. And, and so, yeah, no, it was, so she was very pleased to have that. And now she's got her real life. She's like, it's got a screwdriver. It's got scissors. And, mm-hmm. uh, what's her cheese? What? Six. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Panya. I, I just told Panya and she's informed me that I'm responsible if she stabs herself. Um, I mean, Let's be honest. Like when I was like six or seven, I got like my first real knife and yeah, I mean, it's one of those, it was all on me for when I ch- chopped into my fingers. So yeah, yeah it's all I, good. I think I was about the same age when, when I got my first, actually uh, that was the exact model. That was my first knife. Mm. And totally coincidentally, I posted a cartoon from that particular scene in Hogfather where death yep. gives the girl a sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It would be educational. Yeah. You'd learn something. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I am firmly on, on the, yeah, I, I am not the bubble wrap generation of all that. Like my daughter has bumps and bruises and gashes and scabs and scars and all that stuff. It's one of those like, yep, nope. Play hard, live hard, enjoy life. You guys familiar with uh, the comedian Chris Titus? Yes. Horribly. Unfortunately, Yes. Uh, but when he just sticks to dysfunctional family stuff, he's hysterical. Oh yeah, yes. When he, when he gets into politics, I tune out. But the uh, the whole bit about uh, he does a whole bit about how fathers are better parents than mothers, and his proof for this is that if a mother sees a child about to stick a fork into an outlet, they'll stop them. Whereas a father, wait, 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 <laughs> you all right? Learn something, didn't you? Don't mm-hmm. worry, your eyebrows mm-hmm. will go back. My yeah, my my school of parenting is I wouldn't do that if her I were you, and if she insists, I go. go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, let's 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 let let's learn that lesson. Often we'll say, "See, Daddy doesn't tell you not to do things to be mean. I tell you not to do things because you'll get hurt." Yeah, I've been at those family gatherings where, uh, specifically Fourth of July, where I, I was with a friend's family, and my buddy and I were were being the ones going, "No, no, seriously, you 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 need to go over there. Why do you need to go over there?" Because you have a lit sprinkler or sparkler. sparkler and you're waving it over the grocery bag full of fireworks. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. I have to tell a 4th of July story. So <laughs> it's um, January 1st. Why not? Now, I don't know if the statute of limitations expired on this because this took place in New York and does involve fireworks. But I'm changing the names to protect whoever. You are many states away. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Tennessee has an extradition treaty with New York. Anyway, so um, every 4th of July, my wife and I would go over to this the family that we knew for their party. And every year, they would either drive to Pennsylvania, or if they were visiting a family, they would be down in Florida. And he would pick up several hundred dollars worth of fireworks and bring them back and hide them until 4th of July. And then we went to this for a couple of years. And then I was there at one point and I said, Hey, you know, we could do this, that, or the other thing. He's like, You know how to do that? I'm like, Well, I can figure it out. He's like, Okay, you're wiring up all the fireworks. Okay. <laughs> you know, because he had fuses of different speeds. And so I would just start setting up these combinations with faster and slower burning fuse. They go up in different combinations. So the first year I'm doing this, and my wife hands out sprinklers to the kids. So we get home and I'm like, so just how many laws did I break? And so we look up the fireworks laws in place at that time in New York. And apparently Every single I, one of them. Uh, no, actually, I only committed misdemeanors. My Oops. wife committed oh. a felony. Oh, by Oops. giving the kids. Oh. Distributing fireworks to minors. <laughs> she was so proud of herself. So this went on for a few years. And then the last... Uh, second to last year we were there, I laid some ground rules. Um, the uh, the owner of the fireworks, he's going out and setting them off with some friends, and he's also drinking. Oh, boy. And he's doing shots. And so I'm in the shed getting this stuff set out. I would just, you know, do put stuff together, put it out. They would take it outside and set it off. And I turn around and there he is trying to open one of the, uh, like the, the square box style that has like 64 launchers in it. You know, that style of firework. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. He's trying to pry open this, the package of this with the lighter, the barbecue lighter. What? Yep. Yep. So he's there and his finger is on the trigger of the lighter, by the way. Danger, oh, okay. danger, Will Robinson. Yep. So I take the fireworks and the lighter away from him, stand him up straight. Why don't you go outside and light this one? <laughs> and then uh, someone else like, please keep him outside. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning of that evening, they had some uh, what are called daylight fireworks. They're basically chalk bombs. Mm -hmm. And someone, uh, I'd wired a few together. And they took it outside and they set it up on a block of wood, not secured to anything, just sitting on this block of wood. So the first one launched and the whole thing tipped over and plastered the side of the shed with chalk bombs. 
Oh. Including the window that I was looking out when this happened. America. Yes, I, I ducked. It's like, all right, these people are all idiots and they're not all drinking. So, yeah, that was... No, uh, but you love them because they're family. <laughs> not genetically, but yes. <laughs> I had I, I had one, one of those instances where the... I heard... Uh, we were, we were uh, just outside having the barbecue and I heard... And people screaming and I thought, oh, God, somebody's dropped a lit cigarette into uh, into a box of <laughs> into the box of illegal fireworks. No, it was just the uh, the top of the tree had finally decided to break and fall down. It was just uh, it must have been a diseased tree or something like that. It was super duper hot and it just splintered and fell. So hmm. and, Good timing. Sounded like a lot of fireworks. Yeah, no, no one got hurt. It, it actually yeah. just kind of fell and was hanging. And it was just hanging over his shed for like days. And it was his neighbor's tree. And I said, dude, you need to go on Craigslist and find a snowblower with a blown motor and just tuck it in that shed. And when, when it falls and crushes your shed, say, oh, my God, it crushed my new snowblower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, a junker car. Yep. Something like that. As your resident ninja, fraud is bad. Fraud is bad. Shame, shame, shame. There you've got you've done your got. due diligence. Well, that's, that's I mean, all I got. <laughs> I, I live... I live in an area where people go, what's a snowblower? There is that, too. <laughs> there is definitely. I live in one of those areas, too. Chortles in Floridian. Yes. <laughs> Until you get any snow at all. And then, then the screaming begins. Well, and, and they are extremely expensive. Eh, homeowner size one, six to eight hundred. Yeah, that's. That's a lot of money when you're like a good, a really good lawnmower is like a push, really good push lawnmower is like 300 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still less than a Colt 1911. Yeah. And the, uh, and the law and the lawnmower doesn't throw the, throw the grass 35 feet, <laughs> which is a point in favor of the snow thrower. Yes. <laughs> because you will win every snowball fight if you have one. <laughs> I've I've never been in a snowball fight with someone with a snowblower, but I have been playing in the snow as my dad went by and just wasn't paying any mind to me and just got buried. Yeah, it's actually very, very dangerous because it can pick up rocks and fling them with that same velocity. Or in this case, ice balls. But don't worry, it was Maine. I was dressed up. Essentially, I think it's like a level one body armor is is the snowsuits you have to wear. Like the younger child in a Christmas story. Yes. You could not lower your arms to your sides. Starfish formation. Yes. Okay. So I don't know why I'm always the one who has to start this aspect of our show, but what's everyone drinking tonight? Who wants to start? Um, not drinking. Not drinking. I'm going to be working here shortly. Not drinking anything? <laughs> not even coffee? Well, I, I'm two and a half pots in today. Uh, I haven't fired it up a third Ooh. time. Oof. What's your uh, heart rate these days? <laughs> Uh, well, depends on whether I'm at the gym or not. Uh, two and a half heart rate is usually about 80. And I've watched detective movies. He's, 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 he's wearing a trench coat and a fedora and he's smoking cigarettes with his feet on the desk. <laughs> and, and that's all he's wearing for considering the types of movies you would watch. Yeah. I know odd oddball said what he's drinking. Yeah. I, uh, but I think that was before we started it was before we started. So yeah. So, yeah. Tell, tell, tell so me. uh, I, I am having an aviation aviation, oh. which, which is a uh, aviation cocktail using uh, aviation gin, which is in fact pretty darn good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I haven't had a chance to try that yet, but I've heard good things. Well, it, it's apparently so good that Ryan Reynolds bought the company. Mm-hmm. Because he can afford to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, because I swung by the liquor store today to pick up a bottle of mead for tomorrow night, and uh, uh, they had I needed some more gin, and, oh, hey, they actually had some aviation gin. I've been on the lookout for some of that stuff. And also, can you tell us the little story you told me about uh, you mixing your aviation aviation? Oh, yes. The first one that I had, I it was actually a double because uh, I was measuring out the stuff in my new jigger and um, Jiggity. started off with the uh, creme de violet and uh, put a bit too much in the jigger for a single. So it's like, okay, fine. Doubling up on the stuff. No. You have two options. If it's the first thing you pour, you can pour it back in the bottle, but too late to turn back now. Yep. <laughs> Gotta go around the horn. Uh, what are you drinking, David? Um, well, this strange man showed up at my house uh, this past week and, Very and, gave strange. Me, and gave me this strange beverage, so I'm having some of that. It's Canada Dry Ginger Ale and Lemonade, made from real ginger and with real juice. No, it doesn't say real lemon juice. It says real juice. So, <laughs> and other natural flavors. Now, admittedly, arsenic is a flavor, but yes, Aaron Paulette. But it's quite good. Strawberry watermelon Gatorade. Oh, that's both you... exciting and okay. surprising. So very grown up and responsible. <laughs> Are you cutting it with something? <laughs> or hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. I I was gonna say, or she's been drinking heavily and. Needs to hydrate. Yes, <laughs> it, it's it's less need to hydrate and more like, well, I've made it through the holidays, so let's give the liver a rest. Hmm. <laughs> Just um, one thing. Uh, since we're talking about hydrating, uh, my father, with some of his health issues, specifically when he was on chemo, had a problem with dehydration, so he was drinking a lot of Gatorade, and uh, one of the medical people said to stop because it's very high in sodium and it was affecting his blood pressure. Yes. I don't think you're drinking that much of it necessarily, but something to watch out. For. How much was he drinking per day? Oh, probably one bottle a day. One of the what, 24 ounce bottles. Um, the general recommendation that I've heard, unless if you're actually working out and sweating profusely, um, is swap it one bottle of Gatorade, one bottle of water. Uh, I get the the little bottles in like the eight packs or whatever, and they're like twenty fluid ounces. Yeah, I think that's what my father was getting. Was and, it, yeah. twenty or twenty four? Yeah. And I drink at most one of those a day, and I don't even okay. drink them every day. But yeah, I am, you're, you're I am fine. Thank you. Yeah. I am constantly drinking something because I have a history of kidney stones, mm-hmm. and I don't ever want that to happen again. So no. yeah. Been there, I feel for you, literally feel mm-hmm. for you. But yeah, I mostly drink water, and I try to drink, got a 24-ounce water bottle that I use, and I try to drink two of those a day. I would love to be nice. able to drink water. I mean, there's nothing stopping me, of course, but I just absolutely hate the taste or the lack thereof. It's just, it's, ugh, I don't like it, mm. and I don't really know how, how to explain it. It's just one of those things where 
all right, if I'm really thirsty, I'll just like try and toss it, you know, to the back of my mouth and just drink it that way. But yeah, well, I mean, I I grew up in New York City with some of the most highly filtered water in the world, mm-hmm. so it it just had a nice crispness to it. And then when we owned the house in upstate New York, we were on well water, which just had a nice light mineral taste. But if I go out someplace where there's uh, like a restaurant or the water's fluoridated, I ask for it with lemon. So just squeeze a little lemon or lemon juice in it, and it really makes a difference. Mm. Um, And similarly, uh, Panya is the same way. And so she has those little bottles of flavoring that she carries with her. Yeah, I've sent a bunch of the, uh, there's the powdered form and there's the liquid drop form, right? Liquid yeah. drop what? Gatorade? Uh, no, fl- it's a flavoring. So yeah. you have a little squeeze bottle and you squeeze like X number of drops per whatever ounces of water oh. to flavor it. Yeah, and it's not really enough of anything to like get into the actual like yes this is affecting your nutritional intake but it's not just straight water Hmm. okay yep yeah and the uh the powder ones i sent a bunch of those in care packages overseas the the soldiers really seem to like them yeah and i and me being the cocktail person yeah i am a firm believer of yeah just grabbing a little bit of the fresh squeezed lime juice and putting a splash of that in the bottom of the glass before i fill it up because also i find like a little bit of acidity really kind of helps if you're thirsty it mm-hmm. really seems to to, to cut that, through that, it that tartness yeah. yeah and then of course there's uh wc fields comment what somebody put lemonade in my lemonade no about drinking water <laughs> it's like having sex in a canoe no that's american beer ah right no, what did said, oh right it, it uh do you know what fish do in that stuff and Panya made the comment, I'm eating. Hopefully not something water-based. Uh, and of course, I said I, I, I came in late, so I just simply poured uh, a couple of fingers of uh, Old Overholt uh, bottled in Bond rye because it's delicious and it's cold and snowy and horrible outside. Okay. But, uh, well, sh- shall we get right down to it? I mean, is is there anything in the news to talk about? I, I haven't really heard anything. <laughs> oh, You're being sarcastic, hell. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we we are so so. What, what are we starting with? I mean, there there was a New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, I think Texas. Where do we start? Well, I was I was specifically thinking about Texas, but uh, but mm-hmm. I actually I'm, I'm not, I don't even know which which ones are we talking about in the uh, New York and New Jersey. Well, there was the uh, guy who's I forget the name of the group, but it's um, the the Black Israelites, I think. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hebrew Israelites. Broke, yeah. Hebrew, thank you. Hebrew Israelites uh, broke into a rabbi's home and hacked him to death with a machete in front of his family. Ugh. Oh, so and this is different getting, than the one in Jersey where they went into the pharmacy and shot the place up. Right. That's why I said New York, New Jersey. Yeah. I had not heard about that one. Yeah. And there was something in Philadelphia, yeah. but I can't find a link to it anymore. But there was another uh, anti-Semitic attack in, I think, I can't remember now if it's Philly or Pittsburgh. Um, anyway, I'm just trying to figure out why a group that calls itself Hebrew is so anti-Semitic. Because we're not the real Jews; they are. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, is is that the whole like? I mean, I remember the uh, 
actually shoot i'm trying to remember which movie that it, it, it made a major appearance in but there was a discussion on the fact that you know that that was jesus black or was he was he what, what was jesus's skin color that was dogma okay yeah. <laughs> yep although as someone who's been to egypt and and uh joseph and mary were supposed to be egyptian he would be kind of like a medium brown toast color mm. Because that's what Egyptians look like. I'm not bothered by it. I, I mean, okay. I, I, I don't have a, any dog in that fight, obviously, well, except they, unless they bring it to me. I mean, I understand some people get upset with it, and that's their load to bear. But, mm-hmm. okay. So, uh, so, come on. I'm down yeah, on you, that. You should have gone there, and you you didn't. I'm trying to be classy I'm, here and make a I'm point. Disappointed. Color me disappointed. I, I did have... Um... Can I finish talking? Can I make my point, please? And then oh, sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay, so I understand some people are bothered by that, but I, I feel that whatever you need to make Jesus accessible to you is fine. Uh, as an example, I remember a story, and this is apocryphal, I can't cite to it, but they were talking about uh, how they were translating the Bible for some you know, indigenous tribe in, I don't know if it was the South Pacific or South America or whatever. And, and they get to the point where Jesus is telling you to, you know, to, to sell your cloak. Well, mm-hmm. well, anyway, he's talking about cloaks. And the point being, it was so hot that these people did not have a word for the concept of cloak. And so the interpreters scratched their head for a bit and they decided to go with umbrella because that was something the people had a word for. They could understand it. Protection from the elements. It's the same thing. And I went, huh, okay, that's interesting. It didn't bother me that they Mm -hmm. changed Jesus's literal words. Assuming, of course, what's written is literal. That's a whole nother ball of wax. But. It's like, okay, this is what they need in order to make it understandable to them. I have no problem with this. I I have no problem with whatever race Jesus is depicted as because it shouldn't matter. It may matter to some no. people. It doesn't matter to me. It shouldn't matter. Yep. Yeah, a while ago in rural Tennessee, <laughs> I uh, had somebody randomly walk up to me and start talking to me about how he knew for a fact that Jesus was a six foot blonde haired, blue eyed man, white man, white man. Yes. Can't just the, that part out. Jesus was with, Aryan. Let's put it that way. Right. And he was confused that I looking like I do looked at him and just simply said, funny. I thought Jesus was a middle Eastern Jew. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the, out I love the people. That are, that are people that are just gobsmacked when you mentioned the fact that Jesus was Jewish. Oh right? yeah, I was, that that was going to be my follow up. Was I got cursed at once by someone who, when we were they, they they were also lecturing me on Jesus, and I said, "Well, Jesus was Jewish," and they lost it. They <laughs> just lost their crap at me. Like, um, you didn't get that the Last Supper was the Passover Seder. And that yeah. set them off again. The whole, but, the whole the whole basis of everything on the cross. So, like, yeah, for like the first thirty years of his life, he wasn't executed, right? 
So now uh, another New York thing, since we're talking about Judaism and anti-Semitic attacks, and this ties into it. Before um, you do that, let me let me just do a little funny thing that that ties into this. Um, I I once asked a very Catholic friend why Catholics included Mary in their prayers and how they. because I, I went at it as it kind of sounds like idolatry, like you're worshiping Mary. And and he oh. explained, no, 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 trust me. This was a good enough friend that I could ask that kind of question. He knew I wasn't being offensive. We had a good talk. And, and he summarized it in a way that I thought was very funny and very apt at the same time. And he goes, we aren't praying to Mary. We are asking Jesus's Jewish mother to nag him to do something. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I know, right? That Absolutely is like perfect sense. I cannot find fault in that logic at all. You no. got a point there. <laughs> yep. Of course, uh, Jesus was a Jew is also my response to uh, alcohol is a sin. <laughs> Followed by, have you met many Jews? Yeah. Pre- President come present company excluded <laughs> yeah okay david so you were ta- telling us something about new york okay so uh in this year's legislative session new york state passed the legislator passed and governor cuomo signed into law um restricting cash bail for a whole host of crimes not reducing it removing it so a whole bunch of crimes no the person doesn't have to pay bail to get out Oh, while waiting their trial. Oh, okay. Including some yeah, levels of assault. I was thinking about. Yeah, no, yeah. that's why I wanted to clarify. It's it's basically if you commit this crime and you get arrested, you can just leave and come back for your trial date. <laughs> if you'd sure. like. Right. Well, there was a uh, uh, Mayor De Blasio of New York City not only supports that law but has been pressuring New York City courts to start applying it now before the law actually goes into effect on January 1st. So here's the result. A uh, a woman was arrested in Brooklyn for assaulting three Jewish women. I mean, got in their face, hitting them, punching them, slapping them. She admitted to cops that she did this, even though the article still says allegedly. You know, it's, yes, I slapped them, I cursed them out, etc. Okay, so she assaults these three women she is arrested she is then released without bail and then she's arrested again for assaulting another woman this reminds me very much of what california is doing where they chose not to prosecute petty theft and are Uh shocked shocked i say to discover that petty theft is now on the rise yep yeah but now this is new york city as if things weren't bad enough and I mean, literally, if you look for it, there is an anti-Semitic ta- attack in the Crown Heights neighborhood of Brooklyn almost every single day. Now, what's specific about Crown Heights? It is a major Orthodox and Chabad community. Okay. Now, Chabad means? All right. So there are the, the three main levels of Judaism are reform, which is what I am, which is more secular. There is conservative, keep kosher. Uh, walk to temple. There's Chabad. They're basically the Jewish Mennonites. Mm-hmm. Black hats. Men have the no. Don't cut the facial hair in front of their ears. Things like that. And then there's Chabad, 
who look down on the Orthodox as being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's that sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah. So this is a an Orthodox and Chabad community. It's before my brother left the country, that's where he lived. And I mean, literally, you you if you were in that neighborhood and you yelled out Menachem, half the kids under the age of ten would turn around because uh, Menachem Schneerson was, as they call him, the Rebbe. He was the Chabad rabbi. He was the, the leader of the movement, and he died. And so, basically, every child born after that who was a boy, good chance his name is Menachem. Oh, okay. So it's that kind of community. You know, all the people, all the businesses, everything, pretty much. And also, if you're an anti-Semite and you're looking to start some business, that's mm-hmm. where you go. Well, it's uh, is it Ocean Avenue. I forget which avenue it is in Brooklyn, but basically, that's the dividing line between the Orthodox neighborhood and the uh, like Caribbean Islander community. Mm-hmm. And so if they're looking to start stuff for some reason, people on, on the one side will walk over to the other side. And uh, let me tell you, it's, it's not the Jews walking across that avenue. Right. Well, I'm just going to say that 2019 in general has been a really bad year for religious attacks. And yep. I'm, I'm looking at an article here from a local news station, and, and it's only dated December 14th. Mm-hmm. And it says houses of worship had attacked with deadly frequency in 2019, and so it's not just here in America. Um, oh yeah, you know there there have been attacks in in Burkina Faso, in in the Philippines, in Thailand. It's just unfortunately become the hot new place to kill people. And actually, is mm. aren't, isn't the Chinese government going through an extra level of purging out the the uh, the devout religious sects? I remember uh, reading well, something about uh, that, that the really Chinese Muslims the getting Christian wiped and out. Muslims, yeah. So the the uh, uh, Fuan Gong is it? I can't remember how that's pronounced. Falun. Well, I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's spelled F A L U N in English. Falun Gong. Okay. Uh, uh, since I have no idea how to pronounce it, I'm going to accept yours as yeah. the the correct spell pronunciation. But yeah, they they've been persecuted for a while, I mean generations, pretty much since uh, since Mao. But yeah, I've heard some stories that while everyone's distracted by Hong Kong, they are trying to wipe them out. Well, and what they've been doing to the Muslims in China is Nazi level. Yeah, that that is that that is accurate. Now, are are they the Uyghurs or are those someone else? I think there's overlap. Okay, and I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. Yeah, U-I-G-H-U-R-S. I didn't even try. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm hearing Uyghurs. stories. I don't know. Uh, I'm hearing stories about how these uh, lack of a. I'll just call them Uyghur because that's how I've heard. Um, these these women are taken from their families and forcibly married to Chinese men, and yes, I I don't know if they're trying to uh breed them out a la first night or something else. Yeah, well, they're also well, like the, the Chinese uh, also have. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say also like the Romani in Europe, their language is forbidden. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say Turkic group. Okay. I was going to say also the Chinese have a um 
a slight issue that due to their population laws, I guess you would call them. Oh, and their disastrous um, one-child policy? Yes. Yes. Which they, no they one could foresee. A generation of a boatload of men and a low percentage of women. Well, yeah, they only have one child, only the male child counted, so they would either abort or die young mysteriously, any female children. Right. So they were just having male children, and now here it is, those male children are all grown up, and there's like, what, a one in ten ratio or something like that? I forget what it was, but but yeah, it's something ridiculous. Yeah, no one could have seen that coming. Um. Oh, on, on a... Slightly less depressing note, has anyone heard of the uh, uh, latest hijinks with the ATF and the Reformation? Oh, yeah. The Reformation? I mean, I I heard the good news, um, what's provisional, about um, the Forum 4478, including non-binary, but I don't think that's what you mean. No, I'm I'm talking about the uh, uh, Franklin Armory Reformation, the... It's not a rifle rifle thing that has straight rifle. It, it, it has rifling, but it's straight, and um, it's really designed so it's to not use a... the proprietary football-shaped, like the Nerf football with the fins on the end, mm-hmm. projectiles in 300 blackout. Yeah, it's um, that was one of the guns that basically got Carl and Ian kicked out of their booth. That I, that was the asking. gun, in fact, because well, Carl and Ian were basically had... just going, "What, what, what, what? What's the purpose of this? It, it uses tank technology. It what? You 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 make no sense." Yep. So I've just been informed that I misspoke. It is a forum four four seven three, not whatever it was I said. Mea culpa, mea culpa. I anoint myself with ashes and wear sackcloth. That's fair. Um, but so. For those that don't know, the Reformation was they tried to make a not a rifle rifle like the uh, Shockwave is a not a shotgun shotgun. Yeah, it, right. it, it, fit, it fit directly in between all sorts of things. It was it's not a shotgun because it, it, it does have rifling in the barrel, but it's not a rifle because rifling is described it, even though it's got cut lands and grooves in the barrel. They don't impart spin, so therefore they're not rifling per the definition by the, the, the ATF defines. And so because of – and it's not meant to be fired one-handed, so it's not a, uh, a pistol. So it's just a gun. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, but right. you don't how, shoulder how many it ATF regulations does this get around? All of them. It, it, it's also not meant to be shouldered because it's got the arm brace. Right. No, no, it's, no it's got a full yeah. shoulder stock. Then I'm thinking of something no. else. I'm thinking of no, the, the one. Uh, no, it, it has a sh- it, it has an arm brace, not not a shoulder stock. Oh, I, th- yeah. I thought I thought this one. Had I've a, only had seen a it with a stock. I've only seen it with an arm brace. I haven't seen okay, one. Okay, I, I was mistaken stock. then. <laughs> yeah, because because if it had a proper shoulder stock, <laughs> I love the glee that fall, Aaron took with that. <laughs> <laughs> it would fall under either short barreled rifle or short barreled shotgun. But anyways, the ATF has recently ruled that um, they've decided that the Reformation does follow the definition of short-barreled shotgun per the uh, uh, 68 uh, Gun Control Act of 68. Gun Control Act. 
but not the NFA. So it is a short barrel shotgun, but you don't need to register it as such and oh, pay the $200 the tax stamp. Because they were initially saying it's a short barrel shotgun. It has to be registered or destroyed. No, no. So, so, so correct. So oh, if, you, if you own one, you're cool, but you currently can't sell it because on the uh, background check page, the, which I, I know, even though it was just said, the, the 4473, they need to add a line for a GCA 68 only SBS. Oh, God. They have to create an entirely new category for it is what well, I... The category Correct. exists, but this is like the only firearm that fits in that particular category. So it was never on the 4473. Correct. So they have to add a checkbox for this category that's been around for 51 years that no one ever made a gun that fit because who knew? But yes, it, it is a short barrel shotgun according to this law, but not according to this other law. <laughs> Yep. But uh, on the plus side, they're no longer saying that people have to register them or destroy them. Correct. Give yeah, they're, they're, they're saying if you they, own they one, you're back. fine. You you just and private sales would still be OK as long as you live in an area that doesn't require background checks. But if it requires a background check, there is currently no legal way to transfer it. But you can still do face to face sales. Right. Uh, crazy. And unfortunately, though, I, I believe it's. It's still, I haven't been following it too closely, but they did declare that, uh, uh, well, by the way, I'm looking at, uh, at, at the, at the reformation and all the pictures I'm seeing is, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all, it, that's all stock. No, there's no, there's not a single one of these that has a brace. So huh. correct me if I'm wrong, but I was pretty sure because it was meant to be fired from the shoulder, but because it was rifled, it wasn't a shotgun, but because the rifling wasn't spin, it wasn't a rifle. So that was, that was how they got around that. Uh, and so because it was neither a rifle nor a shotgun, the barrel restriction sizes on both of those did not apply. So they could put whatever size barrel they wanted on it. Okay. Yeah. And I guess since it's not designed. Okay. Yeah. So it, since the rifling doesn't actually turn, it's not a rifle. And mm -hmm. since it's not designed to shoot shotgun shells, it's not a shotgun. It's not smoothbore. It's, 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 it's rifle, right. not smoothbore. So Yeah. So that, that was, that was the statement and it's not, and it's meant to be fired from the shoulder. So it's not a pistol with, with two hands. So it's not a pistol. Uh, so it, because of that, all, all of the restrictions there of, of the, you can't have a shoulder stock with a pistol because it's a short barreled rifle. You can't have a, uh, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't have a short barrel on a rifle or a shotgun pistols can have unlimited barrel length. Well, but this is not a rifle or a shotgun because re the reasons we just mentioned, Either way, gun laws are dumb. We need to get rid of all of them. <laughs> but hey, on the plus side with this except thing. Except for the you, safety ones like the uh, use two hands, beware of your target and what's beyond that target. Ex exactly. Yeah. On the plus side with this thing, you can consistently keyhole at 20 feet. So there's always that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was part of Ian and Carl's confirmation of the Reformation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, it took me a moment, but I see what you did there. But um, bum. Hey, yeah, and and why they are no longer allowed in the Frank Ruth at Shot Show. Yeah, but uh, un unfortunately, the uh, uh, 
And it was too bad because they actually they really wanted to see the the Providence, which looks super interesting. Though I must say, just for a little bit of gun geekery, I did a search the other day, and all I can find is um is like booth display demonstrations. I have yet to see a single uh, image of one firing, and I am very very yeah. concerned that 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 very long but smooth trigger pull is going to completely go to pot once the shell expands in the chamber. Mm, that that's fair. Yeah, I've I've handled one. Uh I handled one at uh NRA last year and it was it, it was interesting, but and, and like you said, it was a long smooth double action trigger pull. Now, of mm. course, they also get upset if you call it a double action, but it it, it's a double it not? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it I mean, it, well, it, it isn't because it's, you're not, I mean, double action stating you're either ca- cocking a hammer or a striker, but this one, there's no hammer. It's not a hammer fired gun. There's no hammer in it. It's just, it's just got a, uh, it just pulls the bolt back and drops it and the bolt locks in place and it has a fixed firing pin. And when, once those bolts, ro- the, the, uh, the bolt rotates into position, it punches a hole in the, it punches the primer. Um, Therefore you are pulling the firing pin back when you pull the yeah, trigger. Exactly. Right. Essentially so it's, it's, a, double it's a big, crazy striker. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's like, which so is it's part like, of the bolt. Yeah. It's, it's like shooting a, a, a giant weird VP 70. Uh, it's hello doggy. Um, what you would do is sorry you, the pup- puppies are losing their mind hang on <laughs> if you had to design a double action or a double action revolver that happened to be magazine fed instead of cylinder yeah a dartic a dartic pretty but, much yeah yeah but yeah my, yeah my my concern is that one is there going to be sticky extraction and is are your fingers not going to be enough to do primary extraction and then two just by nature of long, smooth double action revolver type trigger pull style, are you going to cause it to stovepipe? Because you're not going to be flinging that brass clear because you don't have that violent action of ejecting the round. Right. I mean, just one of those. Like, I mean, we've all been clearing our pistol, and you know, I, I personally, I'm a huge fan of just pulling the slide back slowly and let letting the round drop out the mag well, just so I don't run the risk of the uh, um, the ejector popping the primer. Mm. Uh, which I've heard people talk about, but I've never actually, well, I think I might've heard of one or two happening, but I I don't think it's something that happens particularly often. Um, And yeah. And, and I think it happens even less if you're using good quality commercial ammo. mm -hmm. But, but either way, I, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm very interested about that rifle on many or, pistol caliber carbine whatever you want to call the the providence because that does seem like a very interesting idea and it'd be something that would leave illegal in massachusetts this is true and but, damn it my co-worker is sending me knife porn <laughs> but um but yeah so uh to to transition a, a, a little well I, I wanted to also mention that the atf unfortunately did a ruling on several of the semi-auto not shotgun shotguns that uh that had i I don't even know where where they decided to make it but uh several of the like ak pattern non-shotguns um have been not only declared short-barreled shotguns but like short-barreled shotguns and destructive devices and 
was there something else? Any other and any other weapons? I think I think they've been declared like all the violations of the NFA. Right. Well, if the if the caliber is over fifty, it is technically a destructive device unless it uses conventional shotgun shells. Yeah, but it does use conventional shotgun shells. But right. The so therefore, of, it can't be a destructive device. Well, the idea, according being to the law itself, if they could turn it around and say that it was not sp- for sporting use, because that is where where that dispensation comes in. The sporting use is actually not. If I remember. I might not be remembering this correctly, but this we're 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 a Second Amendment podcast, so let's not get too deep into the weeds. I right, I, I yeah. It, but e- either way, I, I the ATF makes up the rules as they go along and changes them as they as they see fit, which is bad. And the NFA is so dumb, especially and con- self contradictory. Yeah, yeah, and have- and the sporting use thing is why the. Spaz twelve and the Street Sweeper are and the USAS twelve uh, and a variety of others. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've ever heard it pronounced Spaz. I've always heard it Spas. Yeah, that's because that's the right way to say it, Aaron. Oh, Meh. it's just kind of amusing to hear it called the Spaz I, twelve. It's like, Meh. yeah, I handled it, one. It, we'll just wait till someone talks about shotguns too. Yeah, switching from from uh, semi to pump, but also. And that hook thing on the end. Uh, actually, those were vaguely functional on shotguns. It's just the uh, the Spaz 12 was so front heavy. Yeah. But you put well, that on an 870, you got something. And, and the Spaz 12, the, that semi-auto and pump actually made a lot of sense for uh, like police departments or anybody else that had to deal with multiple loads mm-hmm. at different right. pressures less lethal flares area denial or, or or you could just run a pump i'm just saying yeah or you could just run a pump yeah but they wanted the uh the semi-auto aspect for reasons mm-hmm. but yeah so e- either either way again i am i am severely disgruntled with with the nfa and just how dumb it is because again we're talking about all this stuff but yet meanwhile we can all well not me in massachusetts I, actually i can go out and buy a a smith the western governor because that's legal in massachusetts just not the tourist <laughs> judge okay um, weird this just popped up and this is something that you're going to need to try and get back to us on mm-hmm. the toxic <laughs> toxic masculinity whiskey okay I I don't know if I'll have the time t- time to do okay. the research tonight. No, no, you have to get some and taste it and tell us what it was. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. If I can, if I could find it, it's just we we need some of that for uh, NRAM Nashville. Oh, it's yeah. rye too. I, you've got me there. I'm drinking rye right now, and I, I I must say, if I had to choose, like, what is the the new hotness? It, it, as far as I'm concerned, it is totally rye. But uh, but thank you, David. But yeah, I don't know why this popped up on my feed. I think it was a sponsored ad, and nice. I'm like, okay. But uh, but yeah, ATF is crap. NFA is crap. A lot of these gun laws are crap. And the fact that we could have like all of these well actually conversations just shows yeah. how dumb they are. Versus just yep. like murder's bad. Yeah, killing someone and you don't have a gun good good reason to do it is bad. You go to jail for a long time, if mm-hmm. not forever, or or in Texas they'll kill you. And and speaking of it, Texas they'll kill you. <laughs> that was an amazing. I I just saw part of the video clip because it happened so fast. Yeah, 
I mean, the whole thing was like six seconds, and first shot to last was under three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Guy- so, and, we, and we've got a link in the show notes. If you haven't seen the video, uh, I, I link the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, John Korea? Yeah. His, yeah. John yeah, Korea. Yeah, yeah. He, he John did a no politics. And he and Larry have it. the same last name. I always just get confused on which, which, which name to use with, 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 in conjunction with that last name. But, uh, I met him at, uh, um, at the uh, GRPC. He's an absolutely wonderful guy. Um, and his, his, you, if you're not subscribed to his YouTube channel, his YouTube channel is awesome. And the sheer amount of data that he develops just from watching, uh, gunfights, uh, go down. I mean, is just great on talking about the fact that like he has never, and in talking about hundreds upon, I don't know if it's been thousands yet, but he has watched, close to a thousand gunfights and he has never seen a civilian uh, n- uh, need to reload during a gunfight uh, and then continue the fight and things like that is just very, very interesting. And uh, so, but he breaks down the, uh, the, the Texas church shooting and does a very, very good job at staying away from anything that is might in doubt uh, be in doubt uh, and all that. But again, He's, he he normally does the moratorium like everybody else does because the news gets everything wrong. Uh, but all the time. But yeah. this is on video and it's very very clear on who's who and what's and who's doing what. And there's 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 not a whole lot of ambiguity in the video itself. So you can he can really dive in without any risk. And it is, I mean, I, it's. It's yeah. it's amazing on so many levels, both good and bad. Yep. So I yeah, want to chime I disagree in. with him a little bit on uh, the first guy. Uh, yes, the first guy really should have been able to draw faster. Mm-hmm. But looking at the video, I'm pretty sure as soon as he stood up, he was screwed anyways. Yeah. Well, that does beg the question, why did he stand up? Um... Because he didn't want to shoot a parishioner in the back of the head, probably. Yeah. I mean, now, granted, I don't know exactly what line of sight was, but yeah, he stood up to reach for his. Well, he was drawing gun as in he was his standing. back bro- pocket from from what I no. Well, get so to that. yeah, it was small well, the back holster. Yeah, let's let's, okay. let's go for it. This this was in a uh, uh, a church outside of uh, of uh, White, White Settlement, Settlement Texas. And yeah. I'm just going to head that off. Um, it was actually named that by the various uh, Indian tribes of the area. And, oh, good. Interesting. Yes. And um, there was yeah, actually was... A, a referendum placed before the city uh, because they thought it was racist. And I think it was defeated like by a vote of nine to one. Hmm. So, So yeah. there's that. Yeah, when I went out to the uh, NRA Personal Protection Expo, the the company I was with, they got an Airbnb, which was in White Settlement, Texas. And when I saw that name, I I choked and laughed a little bit. Then did some research, and yeah, it wasn't yeah, but, nearly as awkward as I thought it was. But somebody, and and unless you guys have read something that I haven't, uh, no motive has been assigned to the person there and i i've heard some other vague is person actually the right term for this thing he's yeah. an asshole i fully yeah. subscribe to some, a, to asshole. some asshole initiative yep. yeah so I so so some asshole 
stood up in church. Uh, they were wearing like a, a black hooded sweatshirt and all that. And they had what appeared to be a pistol grip only shotgun. And as soon as he, pull, he pulled, pulled up the shotgun, several people immediately started confronting him. Yes, uh, apparently one gentleman, they were members of the volunteer uh, church security team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've, 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 I've heard that as well. Again, we're, we're recording this on December 30th. So it's still, it's still super duper early. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you yeah. listening to the show now, both as the patrons and as the, the regular listeners, you probably know a lot more than we do right now for sure. But uh, I, I would definitely say it looks like the guy was carrying uh, at the waistband at the, like, I've always heard it as 430 carry where it's right there behind the behind behind the kidney. And I uh, heard it refer I'd heard it referred that he was carrying small of the back, but yeah, that, I, I, I don't I did I don't see that. I've I've watched it a couple of times and but either either way, he was carrying it fairly far back behind right. him and he was wearing a uh a, a suit, so he had a he had a suit coat on mm-hmm. and so in getting his the the suit coat clear of the holster and uh, and and doing the draw, it was not enough time, and the guy shot him. And they say he died him. on the way to the hospital, but something yeah. tells me he really didn't last a whole lot longer, especially if the guy was no. using buckshot. Yeah, and I, I will just toss this in for weird. This is one of those situations where a shoulder holster would be a much better choice than almost any other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 is true, or or an ankle holster. Actually, the you know speaking of ankle the, holster is much more size limiting, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But Whereas uh, shoulder holster, you can carry a full size nineteen eleven yeah. under a suit coat. It's not going to print. You're very limited to compact or subcompact for ankle. So there are a couple yeah. of things I want to point out because I've been doing some research, and admittedly, it's only been a day, but the the gentleman who uh, shot the winning score. His yep. name is Jack Wilson. He is the the head of the security division at that church. Um, one of the things they did in that church is they actually had active shooter drills. So the congregation mm-hmm. knew what to do. Now, you still had some people getting up and screaming, but they didn't get up and scream until after the shooting had finished. For the most part, they, they hunkered in place. Um, now, there, ha- there had been reports that this guy was like FBI or whatever. And at least according to what we know here on Monday, he is not. He is a reserve deputy. Here's the important part. He is a firearm instructor and has his own shooting range. Yes, he runs a range where he offers training. So, I I mean, I, I don't want to downplay the awesomeness of his shot. You know, he popped the guy in the head... And I think it was because um, there were people who were hunkering down and he was worried about a center of mass shot. Uh, yep. But but he popped the guy in the melon at around 40 to 50 feet yes. with one shot. And even even with that level of skill, I can imagine he wasn't happy doing it. No. A yeah. couple of things that I've seen uh, was one was a, was a quote from him or attributed to him, I should say. I haven't done the full research on it, but attributed to him that... People should regularly train for accuracy at 25 yards or 50 yards so that if you do have to take that 25 or 50 foot shot, you have the confidence. 
Yeah. Um, I, but one of the most important things that he did after he took that shot, and people aren't talking about this nearly enough, he stopped. Yeah. Too many situations where people just keep pulling that trigger. I mean, we see this, unfortunately, we see this with law enforcement all the time where they just unload long after shots are required. Yeah. That's a training issue. That's not saying anything about these individual officers. Yeah, I, I was about to say uh, the the interesting thing is that it is far more common for police to do the whole, I'll just dump the entire mag, whether it's needed or not. Yeah, shoot to slide lock. Versus um, carry permit holders tend to shoot a couple times. So yeah. I, I got to say, in defense of police, I, I've been watching a whole ton of the, the body cam channels on YouTube. And so I have watched a lot of police shootings and I am, I, I'm definitely seeing very few times where the police are shooting a slide lock, except in situations where it is the, they are shooting and the attacker is not going down. And so they need to reload. And so they're shooting it dry and then gassing it back up. But it also depends on the department, I'm sure, to some degree, because there have been a number of cases in the last few years with, and I hate to keep on bashing on them, New York City Police Department did just that. Yeah. I mean, you can go back to Amadou Diallo, but that was a while ago, or much more recently, there was the uh, the shooting in front of the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. Yeah. Right. I so, mean, where the police shot those- like two, two bystanders and not the guy they were going after. Well, just in case for our listeners don't remember this one, um, a, a person was leaving the Empire State Building when another individual walked up to them, pulled a gun, shot and killed them. Police were nearby, responded immediately, opened up. They did hit the shooter, okay, but they they also injured either with direct fire bullets or with uh, concrete and stone spalling nine other people. Two, I believe... Was it were they actual fatalities? Weird, do you remember? I I don't remember. Okay, I don't remember uh, any fatalities, but okay, so I do remember uh, some wounded. Se- there were two severe injuries then, if not, mm-hmm. but a total of the uh, the the shooter was taken down, and nine people were injured in various degrees. Yep, because they just opened up and unloaded. Yeah, but yeah, so we've got uh, first first parishioner to respond. He gets he gets shot before he can clear uh, before he right. can clear leather. And let me just say, this guy died a hero because it is an absolute shame that he died. But in him getting shot, he left a wide opening for the this uh, this other gentleman who did did score the winning shot, who did pop this guy's grape. Yeah, like now, there was also absolutely. another person who was injured. Yes, yeah. Well, I th- yeah, I think he fires. Yeah, I think he fires two shots. In the vicinity of the first guy, the first one looks like a direct aim shot center of mass. And then it looks like he shoots at, I believe it was an usher or somebody who probably, I think he might've been raising a bit of a commotion before he pulled the shotgun and they might've been moving in to either try to calm him down or try to get him the heck out of there. Right. Uh, before he just before he disrupted I'm I'm sure they were thinking he this guy's just disrupting the sermon or he's yeah. I also problems. heard that the uh, the injured person was another member of the security team that hasn't been confirmed yet. Yeah, what I have heard and I could be mistaken on this is that one was dead on the scene, another was injured and that the injured person subsequently died. 
Yes, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And yes, the second person was either security or Usher, one of the two. Possibly both. And then possibly both. It, it would really make shot, sense. He goes down one as, as far as I know, one friendly shot was fired. Uh the two two shots was were fired by the bad guy, one shot was fired by the by, by the church team. And then after that, oh my god, a whole bunch of other guns come out of the woodwork and Again, there's no no. Well, it's Texas. <laughs> yeah, uh, but just... I think everyone cringed at that guy in brown or red or brownish red when he just muzzles the entire congregation. I know yeah. I winced. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is, yes, it's Texas, but apparently they just re- recently, yes, like they just recently the changed that law. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, I've, I've got something about that. Th- this law took effect in September, and prior to this, it was illegal for people to have guns in houses of worship. And and, and I've got the follow-up. I've had it posted here for quite some time, just ready to hit the send. Weird, it is a tweet from one of your most favorite people. Oh, Beta. No, oh, no. no. Not Beta. It, well, he said some dumb things, too, but this is Shannon Watts. Yeah, uh, Bloom, Bloomberg, Bloomberg has 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 also spoken up for it as well, uh, and it is. But it's a Shannon Watts, and she says it shouldn't be shocked at the church shooting in White Settlement. As Texas Attorney General, he specifically made sure that guns are allowed inside churches in the state. So, so let's be absolutely clear about this. She is criticizing a policy that saved lives. Mm-hmm. It worked, yeah. and she hates it. Well, she and, would have and, much rather that that guy had had a free hand to slaughter the entire congregation because that would give her more a uh, more. I'm going to have to say it, ammunition for her cause. Well, this is this is part of the anti-gun playbook, and I've I've seen this done many many times. Mm-hmm. So they have absolutely said, you know, without batting an eye, that an armed citizen has never stopped a mass shooting. And they would argue under their under their logic. I mean, I'm put scare quotes around that because this is absolutely just evil manipulation of the facts. This was not a this was not a uh, a private citizen stopping a mass shooting. This was one person shooting another person. It was not a mass shooting because only two two uh, two uh, good people were killed. Mm-hmm. Well, they would and, count and so all, therefore would it count was not three fatalities as a mass shooting, but it's got to be four. It's got it's got to be four. And again, the catch twenty two is if he since he did not kill the prerequisite four people for it to be classified as a mass shooting or injure four people or whatever they're classifying in it. I think it's just shoot. He, he did not. He did not stop. He, they, he did not. The, the, this, the man who fired the, the shot that stopped him did not stop a mass shooting because no mass shooting occurred. And if he had managed, like like Stephen Williford in uh, in uh, uh, was it Dripping Springs, Texas? What was the? I forget uh, the name of the town. Sutherland, we, Sutherland we, Springs, Sutherland, Sutherland Springs, Texas. Yeah, yeah Stephen Williford uh, went out. The guy went back to his vehicle where he had more guns and ammunition in, and he was going to drive somewhere. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone ever figured out if he was going to a second target or what, but he he hadn't done what the guy at Aurora did, which was give up or what many of the others have done, which is take their own life once they have done enough shooting. 
uh, he was going somewhere else with more ammunition that he had stashed in his vehicle. And Stephen Williford, who was someone who lived nearby and an NRA trainer as well, grabbed an AR-15, grabbed a magazine, was actually thumbing rounds into the magazine as he was running and uh, and managed to get a shot, wounded the guy, and he actually succumbed to his wounds as he was driving away. Uh, and uh, But he did not stop a spree shooting because the spree shooting happened. And so yeah, so it's a catch-22. Mm-hmm. That is the catch-22. Under no circumstances can you stop a spree shooting because either for it to be a spree shooting, a spree shooting has to happen, and therefore you can't stop it, or it was never a spree shooting. But again, if there had not been so many armed people there, and again, even if just this one guy that was in the back who scored that shot, maybe he would have been the one picked up as the, as the immediate threat to the shooter. Right. Uh, Cause again, he's, he was, he was targeting people that were targeting him. He did not shoot at any of the people that were just shoot, sitting in the, in the pew, minding their own business. Uh, he was, he was, he was shooting at people that were, that were taking action to secure safety of this church. And again, the, the people that the people that were killed died heroes because they were, again, they were, they were, they were, they were there trying to save lives. They were their Their deaths were selfless. And that yes. is, that, that cannot be underspoken. And I'm just, I, I'm getting emotional yeah. just talking about it right now. It's, it's such a shame that it, it had to happen, but you, we can't underplay what selfless acts they did for this. Um, but yeah, but like Michael Bloomberg mentioned the fact that, you know, he was in a church in Texas, like within a couple of day, day or, or maybe even the same day as this, but he was in Texas, you know, campaigning for president. Good luck with that, Mike. Um, and said that, you know, the, you know, this was horrible and we need to have more gun control. And of course I actually went and looked up the tweet, uh, uh in Twitter. I'll, I'll see if I can dig it up for the, uh, for the show notes, but it is nothing but pro second amendment people just jumping on and pointing out the fact that, yeah, you were in a church in Texas. Was your armed security detail with you? <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, just, but, but that's only because he's more special than we are. We're the little people. Yeah, he's important. I I would like Uh, to point out that Jack Wilson, and I'm just going to keep saying his name because he deserves the credit. um, He is currently and and before this happened, he was running for county commissioner in Hood County. And this being Texas, I'm uh pretty sure he's going to win. Yeah. Yes. So so long as he doesn't have any really policies on on the table a stateside kill for a complete piece of garbage like this is uh it's kind of a good feather in your cap mm-hmm. i mean yep. maybe so if what have you done a for video your of him actually blowing a goat that that might cause some problems <laughs> yeah. in texas yeah <clears throat> that's a cattle country though 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 yeah <laughs> well played david <laughs> But yeah, I gotta say, but still, if if he ends up going in his in his study and has a a, a tasteful cape mount of this guy uh, put up on his wall, that would uh, that would be that probably be reasonable. Yep. But I just think is you know during if there's if there's anyone running against him who continues to run at this point, and they have a debate. So what have you done for your constituents? <laughs> that, that's a that is a good point that is a good point but yeah so the yeah the whole uh statement of the oh i mean kathy jackson said it great of the why would you carry an x and kathy jackson says i don't carry in x i don't carry in church i don't carry at the movie theaters i don't carry you know in class if you're at a place that allows such things or not allows it i'm just 
just saying you're, you're, you're you know you, you do you do the math on your your safety versus the the penalties uh but the uh uh you don't <laughs> do that i carry everywhere where i'm going to carry and because again this was i mean this is a prime example the guy was there he got off only two shots and again Anybody who's been to the shooting range and doesn't matter what you're shooting bolt action. You could be shooting a flop top. You could be shooting a, a, a Springfield trap door. It doesn't take you very long to send two shots down range. Um, Especially if you have a modicum of experience with the firearm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and this guy did, did not look horrible. I, 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 I can't speak for his skill level. I mean, he was at bad breath distance for both the people he shot. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's that, but versus the other guy, which was, I mean, uh, people, people are trying to do math to try to figure out how, what, what the distance is between him. But then they're saying something between, you know, 15 and 20 yards and he fired one single shot and there's, right. there's, there's a noticeable spray as he hits it in the, in the video. Yeah. And just to point out most states that have a shooting requirement for their permit qualifications, maximum distance is usually seven yards Mm -hmm. well and and it's all one time anyway so i mean even even if they put a a hundred yard shot on there congratulations you need to make it once Um, well in tennessee it's you're firing 50 rounds 20 at three yards 20 at five yards 10 at seven yards and they pretty much almost all of them have to be within the seven ring of a reduced scale b29 target okay yeah, it used to be a full-size target and basically double those distances. I thought it was uh, 5, 7, and 10. Was it um, 7, 10, and 15? I think it, w- I think it was 5, 10, and 15. Yeah. Because I remember actually having to uh, pay attention to hit the target at the furthest distance. <laughs> um, of course, there was always when um, Adam took his carry permit when... Uh, because the folks that he did it at did, okay, five at five, five at 10, five at 15, and then five at 10, five oh, at five. Oh, they kept on going back and forth? Yes, and of course... That's obnoxious. He was 100% when he got up to the uh, five at five, the, the second string of five at five, and he was actually shooting using a... Uh, Walther P twenty two. It's a good pistol, and it's got like two inches of sight radius. Right, and honestly, at that point, he could have completely missed all five rounds and still qualified. So he just did a quick mag dump of the five rounds into the target, <laughs> and apparently, the instructor almost fell over laughing. <laughs> well, that was like uh, back when there was the the gun blogger summer camp with uh, para ordnance and. Uh, Todd Jarrett, uh, I remember seeing uh, Rob Allen was the one who, who, who they had a shoot house competition and he finished it with the fastest time. And there was a point where, yeah, he he came through the door and there was a target like, I mean, it was two yards. Maybe it was it was one <laughs> of those. It kind of reminded me of when uh, one of the the uh, the shooting matches that uh, Ian and Carl were in where Ian was running down, shooting, shooting the targets with the AK and his his muzzle break was blowing the targets apart <laughs> i actually i just recently participated in a training class for close quarters shooting mm-hmm. and the first the first uh, element was was 10 shots one shot at a time 
and you're shooting from position three. So for those who are not familiar with the standard five or six point draw, one is your hand is on the gun. Two is you've pulled the gun straight up out of the holster. Three, you drop your elbow. Mm-hmm. So the gun is right up against your side still. You haven't extended at all. And literally, we were told to stand in front of the target, extend our arm with uh, our arm straight and our fingers folded down and mm-hmm. touch the target with our knuckles. That was our distance. Yep. So about 18 inch distance from the target. And then on the, the command of threat, draw and fire. And if you extended forward at all, like we're just said, your muzzle blast would, they called it grenade the target. So they could oh, yeah. tell you're too, cl- you're, you're extending the gun. You're getting too close. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a, that's a really good technique. And that's, that's one that, I mean, I, I don't get a chance to practice it at the range at my club because right. they, yeah, they don't, they don't allow such things, but definitely right. I do it with, with my blue gun on the idea of someone is within striking distance on the, you put your hand in their face, if not, you know, smash their nose, uh, right. you know, and, and pull the gun. And then essentially, yeah, you tuck your elbow in, in, in into your hip and the idea is you would be firing a few shots into their pelvic girdle. Mm-hmm. Well, we had, um, I forget what the name of the targets, one of the IDPA targets, the bottle shape, mm-hmm. which represents basically the center line of the torso. And the goal was to get eight out of 10 shots. Again, we're drawing and firing one shot, drawing and firing one shot. And it was to get eight out of 10 shots in that bottle or on the line of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And it's harder than it thinks if you're not used to point shooting. Yeah. Oh, but oh, it just who was that? Was that you, David, that just posted the Joe Biden? Yes. Joe Biden criticizes Texas law allowing armed prisoners as irrational. And again, this was, I mean, even if there was a police officer walking down the sidewalk, like it, you know, unless, you know, or was in the lobby, more people would have been hurt. Or kill this guy goes again it's one of those you are your own first responder and then yeah doubly goes for all of that and i i mean i would even go triply so for the various places that are declare themselves gun-free zones and supply no further security again if you're saying i can't secure myself and yet you don't have armed security and or metal detectors and or <laughs> nice you know secured barriers and limited access and en- entry mm-hmm. you know i'm like i said i'm i'm somewhat comfortable with the fact that i am not allowed to be armed in the in the secure areas of an airport right you know i now, i just had a a question i know in tennessee there is no law preventing carry in church it's up to each facility to put up the signage or not it's Correct. not banned by state law uh what is it in massachusetts and florida uh none uh, at least no in, Ma- in Ma- massachusetts there is a, 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 most of the very very anti-gun states where it's very very difficult to get a, a carry permit uh i i think mostly because a lot of the people that get carry permits in you know massachusetts new york new jersey those sort of places are connected. And so therefore you don't want to be harassing the, the alderman's nephew, uh, but also, or the movie star who's visiting, but also at the same time, uh, my wife for the longest time, her company, 
uh, didn't have any, and I, and I worked at a company that didn't have any weapon policy whatsoever. It just wasn't even thought of. Uh, unfortunately for my, my wife's company, they have since changed to it being a gun-free zone with, mm -hmm. again, there's security there, but I'm not impressed by it. Um, I, Aaron, yeah, what about I, Florida? Um, in Florida, churches are not prohibited locations. There can be a sign prohibiting it, but it carries no force of law. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I, I always carry when I go to church, because I carry every time I'm dressed and leave the house i thoroughly enjoy how uh weird commented about uh company policy i thoroughly enjoy how my company uh in the handbook it says you are not allowed to carry illegal weapons yes <laughs> oh well played that's that is actually a really good statement because again that yeah. makes the distinction because yeah they don't want you know ice dog and ray ray they don't want rival gangs getting into a beef at you know at the copy machine but at the same time again or or you, you carry like switch blades or you know bringing My your hand grenade into work whatever i don't know uh but it, it 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 covers a lot of 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 bases without being overly restricted it's kind of like uh, my gun club has a rule for rapid fire and it says uh fire uh never fire faster than you can keep rounds on paper so Which is fair, yeah. I, I've, I've I've dumped a I've, I've, I've taken my model my uh, Glenfield Model <laughs> sixty and dumped the nineteen round magazine in about three seconds into a target and just left one big ragged fist sized hole. Yeah. Um, my and, company uh, has a, an interesting firearm policy: mm -hmm. is you're required to carry inside the waistband. Okay, but you I work, work at a gun range, so that's maybe a little different. I, I, I'm actually surprised that they don't. Uh, that they're not okay with outside the waistband carry it, like like you said at the gun shop. Uh, originally, and there's a story behind that. Originally, it was people could carry whatever they wanted, however they want. But of course, the usual idiots ruin it for everybody. And somebody came in with a shotgun scabbard on their back. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. And somebody else was carrying some massive it might it might have been an ar pistol in a drop leg holster <laughs> again steve says you know stay ninja but don't stay mall ninja <laughs> but it's course, just that reminds me did did i post a link to um one of my friends uh christmas presents to me in uh the <laughs> acp uh, I don't know if you posted it Facebook to ACP, group. but you posted it somewhere, and I really like the verbal stank you put on the word friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I just wanted to go back to something, Aaron. You mentioned that, that signage does not have the force of law in Florida? Correct. Interesting. I hadn't realized that, because I see when I go down to visit my dad in, in Florida, I'll occasionally see signs, and being from Tennessee, mm -hmm. where signs do have force of law but they've got to be really freaking specific which is hysterical nope. um i did not realize that that is good to know yeah i yeah, mean the, the worst the worst that happens line. is they they see that you are carrying they ask you to leave if you, you do leave. not leave then the police can call can be called and trespass you right would it be considered armed trespass or just trespass 
Uh, I believe it would be armed to trespass. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was a specific separate element in Florida. Um, I'm not a lawyer. Do not quote me. But I believe any time that, well, you know, as we all know, any crime you commit while carrying a gun, they're going to attack armed onto it if possible. I'd have right. to check and see if I wasn't sure armed... if that was an actual charge. Um, I, I, give me a minute. I'll Google it. Um, Michael's trying to say something, I think. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, of course, my favorite thing with the uh, Tennessee um, law on posting is it does say that it has to be prominently displayed at on the entrance. every entrance, all at entrance every entrance. commonly used. Yes. And there favorite. was a case in Cookville, Tennessee, where uh, somebody spotted somebody carrying a uh, gun in the local movie theater and called the police. Uh, yes, the movie theater was posted. The police showed up. Uh, they stopped the movie, raised the house lights, and the police asked for everybody, for anyone that was carrying a firearm to stand up. And Most seven people up. stood up. At which point the police told the uh, theater manager, well, clearly you are not posting, uh, you, you're not uh properly posted because well if it was properly posted then then this number of people wouldn't be carrying so uh right. have a nice day yep now just to clarify the posted at every entrance went into effect january 1st 2019 the law was passed in 2018 oh, really? and kicked in in 2019 yeah uh prior to that the the posting laws were much vaguer so a postcard size sign on the back wall of the ticket booth would count or a sign at the bottom corner of the door would count. But now it is so freaking specific. It is funny. Um, the no firearms allowed must be at least an inch tall and eight inches wide. The right. is a circle with a slash through it and a handgun under the slash. And the circle must be no less than four inches wide and four inches tall. The slash must be at a 45 degree angle from top right to bottom left. Yes. I mean, so bring your ruler and protractor, kids. <laughs> um, well, and for years, I always laughed at there was um, the local Cheesecake Factory um, is posted, but the only way you can see the sign is if you walk in, turn around, and look back. So you only mm -hmm. see that it's posted as you're exiting. And, yeah. well, at no point that was help. that ever legal. Yep. All right, so David, now, I have your answer. Um, yep. The answer is yes, but no. Because uh, <laughs> I looked, and the actual term armed trespass does not occur in the Florida statutes. However, it, it does exist because a trespass in structure or conveyance is typically a second-degree misdemeanor, but... If you carry a firearm or dangerous weapon in the course of any criminal trespass, it uh, it can be elevated up to a third degree felony. So it's it's technically trespass while armed, but there's no specific term for that. Exactly. Okay, that makes some sense. Uh, I'm I'm actually another interesting anecdote. I'm going I'm going way back here, but I believe Virginia has a similar law to Tennessee and. And I remember hearing somebody say that whenever they went to a mall, they always parked at this at this specific parking lot because there was a breezeway 
in between the end cap and the main bottle of the mall, uh, the main body of the mall. And they did not have, they had signs posted on like the end caps, the, the Sears and the, the anchor stores. Um, and they had it at, at, at like the food court entrance. There was signs posted, but at this little breezeway exit entrance area, there was, um, there was a sign that said uh, that did not say anything. So they just, they always entered and exited through those doors. So therefore they were clear because the, 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 the way they entered and the way they exited and where their car was parked, they never encountered a, uh, a sign that said uh, that said there were no, no guns allowed. So ta-da. Yeah. Now, I don't remember if it was oddball or somebody else who lived in Nashville told me of going to a movie theater and the no firearm sign was on the wall behind the concession stand. So you bought your ticket, you've walked in, you're standing in line for concessions, and there's the sign behind it. I don't remember saying that particular Okay, like I said, it might, but... it might not have been you, but it was somebody in, in the Nashville area told me of going to a movie theater and seeing that. Well, of course, I mean, I've seen the ones where it's on the lower corner of the, uh, of the door and it's the size right. of a note card. And well, I was right. In, or uh, it's in, it, it's on like, they have this list of rules for being in here some somewhere in the building. Yeah, no, no shirt, no shoes, you know, no foul language. No outside spit. food and drink. That's right. You got to, you, you got, you got to have all your shots. No, no, hokey pokey. <laughs> You know, just yep. the you know all all sorts of things. You know, Epstein didn't kill himself, right. and no carrying of firearms. I was in one uh, a different state, uh, somewhere in the Midwest. I forget which state: Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Wisconsin? No, uh, <laughs> Milwaukee might have been might have been Wisconsin. I don't remember where exactly. But at this facility, the no firearms sign was at the bottom inner corner of the door, so not the hinge side but the, uh, the leading side of the door, but it was at the bottom and it was white letters on the glass. And inside these doors was light brown carpeting. <laughs> so white letters on clear glass with light brown carpeting behind them. Yes. Yes. We will definitely obey that. Sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we went there. We were there for hours and it wasn't until we were leaving and the door opened and I saw it from the inside that I saw that there was actually lettering there. It's like, oh, well, I've been, I don't know if this is in this state, if this is legal signage, but if it is, I've been breaking the law. And then, and of course there's the, uh, all of this being said, if there were not armed parishioners there and there was a whole bunch of, so if this guy mm -hmm. missed or something else happened, like he, he was, he was going to be stopped. He was going to be stopped. This was not an instance where, where, yeah, it could have gone either way. No, right. it was, there was, yep. I, I counted eight. I I've heard some, it's some people say as low as four, um, or higher. Even, there's, there's, there's so much, there's so much stuff moving around. And again, who knows how many people went? Well, there's six or eight other people. I mean, I, I said to San Tarantino at, uh, at the, uh, the Atlanta NRA convention, you know, there, we, there was a lot of talk of Antifa. Antifa was doing a lot of uh, a lot of violent attacks, and like, I wonder if they're going to try to attack the NRA because they 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 they've said horrible things about the uh, the quote unquote of gun they're lobby. Not. They're cowards. Yeah, but I said I said to Sean, I said if anything goes down here, 
my carry ammo is expensive. I'm just going to hit the dirt. Let somebody else pay the bill and fill out the paperwork. Cause <laughs> let me tell you, there are so many armed people in here that anybody who starts any crap, they're going to whistle when they fall. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And, so, and David, I, I would give them credit for the, of course not, it's not because they're not cowards. It, it's because they just simply, it's like, well, that that is clearly a, yeah, I'm, I'm going to die and I might take somebody out, but I, I'm definitely going to die. Yeah. Well, they go for the, it's just like the, uh, the anti-animal, uh, you like the PETA groups, for example, they'll throw paint on the old lady in the fur coat, but they're not going to do it to the hell's angels in the leather jacket. <laughs> right. Because they're going to die and it's going to hurt the whole time they're dying. Yeah. I love that. It is great. Yeah. And it's so, so descriptive. So again, without, without there being, you know, not only armed people, but multiple armed people. Cause again, if, and just to stress trained, yeah, because I, I, who knows if the the second person that he shot, the one the, the one that probably wasn't the one that was instantly fatal, um, the uh, if the other guy was armed or not, he may have been, he may not have been. He he certainly didn't draw a firearm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if those were the only two people in there, then he's home free. It's it's kind of like the statement of the oh, you know, you say you know, gun-free zones, you know, kill people, but Columbine, there was a police officer. Well, I mean, he was number inside. one. Yeah. 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 N- number, number one, he took off as soon as, uh, as, as soon as he saw stuff going down. Uh, but two, even if he hadn't, even if he had engaged it, it could simply be the uniformed officer with a gun might be the first person they shoot. So the, the idea, the fact that there was multiple armed people there made sure that this was never going right. to be a, a, a mass shooting. This was going to be a failed mass right. shooting. And, and, uh, and Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the Pulse massacre, wasn't there an armed security person yes. outside who was the first one shot? Yes, correct. Right. And there were people inside who were firearm owners trained in the use of firearms but it was they were not allowed to carry because of florida state law well i don't know if there were people inside who were trained or not i haven't heard well, that. well there were there were several people um i know there was at least one uh guy who'd served in the marine corps oh okay um because he was help trying to help people out but but florida back. law states that unless you work there you cannot carry in an establishment that gets 50% or more of its income from selling alcohol. Right. That's where the 51% signs come from. Yes. And so, you know, most people don't sit there and, you know, hi, can I see your books? You know, it's just, well, gosh, this is a club or a bar or, well, I mean, bars are pretty obvious, but, but a club, it's like you look at it and you go, they're, they're probably getting most of their money on selling alcohol. So I probably can't carry. Yeah. The way uh, I try to explain it to people when I'm doing the Tennessee permit classes, because we've got a lot of folks going to and from Florida is if it's a bar that serves food, no, if it's a restaurant that serves alcohol, probably. Now, Florida has a really interesting setup for this. Um, so I cannot go to a bar while armed, mm-hmm. but if I go to a restaurant that has a bar, I can sit in the restaurant area, but I can't 
Well, I definitely can't sit at the bar. I'm not sure if I could sit at a table in the bar area or not. Yeah, I, I, I that was what I was going to ask you well, about because I, I remember he- hearing about uh, about that of the yeah, you you certainly can't sit at the bar mm-hmm. in Florida, but uh, but yeah, the I, I don't know exactly where the demarcation line is. Certainly, if there was was one of those places where there was a dining room. But mm-hmm. there was also a bar that had like a pub style area within the restaurant. Um, but- well, and David, um, forgive me, forgive me if I'm wrong, but in the state of Tennessee, uh, I remember when uh, the uh, guns and bars passed. Um, the law in Tennessee is you can sit in a restaurant that serves alcohol, you can sit in the, in a bar because technically in Tennessee, there is no such thing as a legally as a bar compared to a restaurant. Uh, just as long as you are not drinking. Right. You can, any place that serves alcohol to the general public, you can carry, but not a sip of alcohol can pass your lips. Correct. Okay. So bar, restaurant, dance club, strip joint, whatever. Doesn't matter as long as you're not drinking and they don't have properly posted signs, you're good to carry. Okay, and, just making sure I was correct on that. And I just have to say that I'm sitting here and I hear a noise from the door and I see a little toy, a cat toy mouse just got shoved under the door and there are two little paws reaching for Aww. it. <laughs> Give them so their going, toy back, David. I'm going to try to push it back under the door without getting hooked. Um, by the way, since, since we were on the subject of <laughs> mass shootings, etc., oh, um, I, I figured I would, uh, take this moment to do a little bit of a plug to, uh, for, uh, friend of the show, uh, Sarah Cade. Um, she started up her own podcast. Oh called, yes. Uh, Guns guide to liberals and specifically uh, episode 3.5, where they uh, interview a guy who has done a lot of the uh, number crunching goodness. Also, friend of the show, Brian Strasser. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He and, I, he and I go way back. Oh, okay. We need to have him on the show then. We should. Yeah. Get off yeah, butt, weird. weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Come on, weird. <laughs> Everyone else is doing it, <laughs> but yeah, go yeah, go ahead. I mean, first up, I'll just uh, since since I've since I got a brief moment, I will just say, oh my god, I've listened to every episode and it is incredible. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, I mean, most of it is honestly, honestly, a good portion of it is the the series that she's put out so far has been great. For it doesn't really matter what your beliefs are etc it's just a great primer on how to have a productive discussion with people yeah yes and they both criticize the anti-gunners but they also criticize pro-gunners they tell they 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 this is not a technique that's going to work stop yeah and and so just absolutely amazing work and i just and 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 an unfilled resource I, i i think yeah, I, I highly recommend if you if you like this show or, or like anything, give it a listen. And their production values are incredible. To Sarah, oh, you're doing yeah, awesome yeah. job editing that. Yeah, they 
I've only listened to the first episode just because life's been crazy. But yeah, mm. it's it's it should be required listening for everybody who's going to try to make a pro gun case. Uh, well, and like I said, um, you know, honestly, most of the series, it really doesn't matter if we're talking about guns or whatever the topic is. It, it's it, it's just good. This is how you actually debate with people and have a discussion where things might actually become productive. Um, but that the the interview with uh, Brian Star uh, Strasser uh, specifically um, is a bit different from the rest of their podcast and Hello, um, is extremely informative um, with with the uh, statistical analysis, etc. Yeah. Yeah, there was also there was recently. Uh, I don't think it's a new statistical breakdown, but uh, it, it just came back out again. Was um, that basically there's almost no correlation between homicide rates and gun laws in most states? Yeah, um, and one of the things that was just an aside that I didn't know that he that he talked about was, and it makes perfect sense that um, the feds have actually had the uh, secret service doing up um, threat assessments of mass shootings. Oh, sure. Just the, well, yes, because that's what these people do for a living. <laughs> that's their, that's their raison d'être, if you will. Marie. Yeah. May we. Oh, Murky bucket, silver plate. <laughs> <laughs> Pass the horse's ovaries. yippee ki yay melon farmer. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course they're going to do that because any time a, a higher level, especially politician, shows up someplace, it's going to be a lot of people. Right. But um, they, they've actually, they actually have a task force that does it, like not specifically worrying about uh, high-level politician or whatever, just general populace, right. because well, that's again, the, that's the macro, and they're also looking at the micro, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think anybody else got anything to say about the uh, the, the the shooting in Texas? I, I think we kind of covered yeah. that one. Thoroughly. I, I wanted to make sure that's that's all. Oh, one more, up. one thing I just heard earlier today. Um, this might affect gun sales. In the fact that he was using a SIG in 357 SIG. Yeah, I'd heard that as well, which that was really? another thing. That huh. He actually posted somebody uh, on his um, running for office Facebook page. Somebody asked him, and that was his reply. So when he posted a screenshot of it, mm. I forget which model. I think it was a 226, maybe? Uh, 226 is what I heard. And yeah, that's a, that is a, a, a perfectly hipster caliber. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Weird. Uh, three fifty-seven Sig is is coming back. It's I, a hipster caliber that was carried by a boomer. I, I think it's a, <laughs> a really cool round. I I I consider it uh, for those for those that are like me that are like three fifty-seven Sig. Oh, so it's like three fifty-seven Mag. No, it's not. It's not oh. like three fifty-seven Magnum. But he actually, I just found it. It's a Sig two twenty-nine in three fifty-seven okay. Sig. But if you call it. 38 super fat bottom it is uh <laughs> it, that that is much more appropriate 
It is almost identical in ballistics to 38 Super, but it is shorter and it's got a whole lot of junk in its trunk. So can, uh, can, you, can you toss fat venti bottom in there somehow? guns make the world go round? What was that, Oddball? Fat bottom guns make the world go round? Uh, fat bottom rounds, yes. Fat bottom rounds make the world go gun? I like big heads and I cannot lie. <laughs> but can we can we toss the word venti in there in the description somewhere as well? I hope not. <laughs> He, he used totally the SIG to ventilate the perp. Uh, hey, you asked. There was, was no really, specification really on quality. Oh. <laughs> 38 badonkadonk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and Panya says she's going to sell us all to the circus. She wouldn't get a lot of money. Yeah, I hope you saved the receipt. <laughs> really? I call dibs on being bearded lady. Uh, and I am the only one who can make that joke. Yes. Yes. Well, I, yes, I can be a bearded lady, too. I'm a pretty princess. Yes, you are weird. Yes, you are. Don't let anyone <laughs> tell you differently. Oh, oh, as a clown troop, she added. <laughs> yeah. She would sell oh. to the circus as a clown troop. I, I can totally see weird being the uh, dad that joins in on the uh, princess tea parties with with his daughter oh, oh yeah totally been there oh so i'm, I'm looking parties. forward to the uh the when i don't probably when she gets a little older but looking forward to the stories of her doing his makeup uh <laughs> yeah, actually, well, she, she knows that i actually don't like makeup and so she makes it a point to to go full joker on me when she knows <laughs> i'm watching on the, oh sweetie oh sweetie and then like yeah then she'll be like daddy look at my makeup yes sweetie very lifelike uh i think aaron have i shared you some of the pictures of of, of her, her her getting all make made up no no you haven't i, I was gonna cool. say that we already have a recording of you from way back when uh talking about how you dressed up in a hot pink plunging neckline gown for some sort of fake anime thing you did with a friend. Yes. <laughs> it's not gay if it's anime. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was at Anime Boston uh, God knows how many years ago. Did you dress up as Sailor Bacon? Uh, no, it was <laughs> literally a, a friend of mine invented a uh, uh, an HP Lovecraft-esque anime that did not exist. And the idea was she was going to dress up her herself and all of her friends in this, in, in a cosplay for an anime that doesn't exist. And she was going to explain it to people and essentially state that it hadn't really been translated into English. And she had gotten it just in, on imports and just see if there was anyone that was going to challenge or, or have an issue with it. Or it was just going to be all green lights. And it was just all green lights. What's funny is that I, I Googled it. And in the interim time, someone had made a Lovecraftian uh, magical sailor girl harem anime. Yeah, yeah, you showed that to me the first time I told the story. <laughs> yeah, it was, it you was know, interesting. Like, 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 you know, Nyarlathotep-chan or something. <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was because Aaron actually caught the reference of Sailor Bacon. No, I've never Taylor heard of Bacon's this. Just I just funny. laughed. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Well, geez, George R. R. Martin sure does clean up. <laughs> that was from a number of years ago. He's uh, let it go again. Uh, 
Is that George R. R. Martin? No, no, it's not. No, it, it's one of the guys that uh, does the uh, least I could do webcomic and uh, looking for group webcomic. Oh, is, is that Lars okay. D'Souza? Yes. Okay. I, I, I'm trying to find the meaning, and perhaps there is none, but, but why did he specify bacon? Because I, I asked mainly because it breaks the naming pattern. I... Bacon I, is not a celestial I, I, body. I don't know is, why in particular, uh, but okay, that that's what he went with. Bacon is even greater than a celestial body. Yes. Okay. You eat enough bacon, you achieve a celestial body. That's oh. right. Ooh, there we go. My daughter always clamors for more, uh, for more, uh, for more bacon, not more sunshine or moonlight. Oh, um, it, it's because the uh, hair coming out from the uh, meatballs. It is is bacon. Well, that that that's having the costume fit the name. I'm just wondering right. how he came up with the costume the in the first place. From, yeah. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, it, David just posted. I, I, I saw this. This is from the Babylon Bee. Media disappointed to learn armed citizens stopped mass shooting. And uh, though I'm actually surprised, I I this morning I did uh, just because my wife was asking. I did go to like CNN.com and just scrolled down and the very first story that I saw on their website was on this and they gave a relatively uh, level level handed uh, account of it. So as far as I know, uh, I haven't had a chance to like turn on the news or anything today. Cause I've just been running around like crazy, but it does appear that the media is not as I expected giving this a good leaving alone. Really? Yeah. So I haven't been following the, the news on it, but I just, I haven't seen the usual, but of and course we, a, we, we have we have we have seen that uh, sailor bacon. Yes, it's it's quite adorable. I might it get is. one for my daughter. You should have one for yourself. Yes, <laughs> can, we can, can share your bacon angel. Yeah, bacon's pretty nice. Uh, but yeah, the, but yes, of course that same eat, strange like, person who showed up at my house with a ginger ale and lemonade also showed up with two pounds of bacon. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I I. I, I don't mean to top you, but but I must because I've got to shout out to Anthony Welsh, my ammo pimp. At oh my god, I'm drawing a complete blank. Lucky, Lucky Gunner, Gunner. LuckyGunner.com. Thank you. Um, I received a present from him, and wrapped inside were three one pound packages, shrink wrapped, of Tennessee smoked bacon. And that was some of the best bacon I have ever had. We made BLTs out of it. It was fantastic. We put the the bacon in uh, the 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 turkey stuffing, and and that was delicious. And I think the best part about it is that after we made it, not only did the kitchen smell like this wonderful smoky bacon all day, it actually lasted until the next day. It, it it's my kind of potpourri. I love it. And might I say, I, I am a huge proponent of frying bacon on a rack in the oven so that it stays nice and flat and gets evenly crispy. Mm. But that also means uh, it, it doesn't spatter, doesn't make a mess because all the all the or the moisture evaporates up and all the rendered fat drips down. But all so make fat, sure you put something underneath it. Parchment yeah, you, paper, you, I'm told. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I just I just do a, uh, a, a just a baking sheet, just a, just w one with a lip. There was and actually a study done, and, and apparently I'm trying to pull it up, but apparently, uh, cooking it in the oven on parchment paper yields the ideal bacon. 
Okay. I, I like I, li- I like that it. person. I mean, I like it on the I like it on the metal rack because also it means that you have a pan filled with bacon grease and you can pour it off into a little bowl and keep it in your fridge and use it for adding bacony zest to all the things, or just into a mug to wash down your bacon with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> says the man with a heart condition. It's genetic, not diet based. Fair enough. Too so shy. there. Neener, neener. So I think, uh, well, we were talking about, but of, of course this story was way too big to, uh, to, to not, I mean, give like most of the time to, uh, we were talking about doing a, do, doing a little, little end of year discussion, but so 2019, it was a crazy year. 2020 probably going to be more crazy. Yes. Uh, oh, with and, that election, and- if nothing else. Yeah, and I, I think oh God, for, yes. uh, for me- most of us, or for many of us, the uh, the most common phrase that we could be quoted for 2019 is "Stop making me defend him." Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then I I, I think there's uh, several. What's his name? Wilson, Aaron. The uh, oh, the, I I, I closed the member. tab and I'm I'm, I'm horrible with names. Jack Wilson, you mean uh, Jack the, Wilson, the security guy at the yes. church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. As, as as Jack Wilson has shown us, you know, carry you know carry, carry your gun, you know, stay stay strapped or get clapped is uh, is 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 the name of the game. So uh, so yeah, so so be be safe out there, be, be legal, but you know what, wherever you can legally carry, and uh, I'm not going to encourage you to break the law, but do the math. Um, yep. <laughs> and so uh yeah be 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 safe out there and so i will uh with, with that i think we'll, we'll we'll wrap up the show so thank you so much uh david for 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 coming and and bringing all the the jewish bacony goodness 20 20 24 hours to go <laughs> you want to be sedated usually i should be uh and uh, uh the ultra lovely and smelling of bacon aaron Paulette. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. And he might actually be made of bacon. I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot, oddball. <laughs> oh, happy MMXX, everyone. Well, well, well played. Ooh. Well played. Actually, if we, if we get him outside and make him run around and he starts sweating gravy, then he is made of bacon. And, and of course, I, I, I am Weird Beard, and thank you for joining us for this ACP Roundtable. Thank you all for listening, and a very special thanks to all our listeners on Patreon. Be a Patreon patron. Go to patreon.com slash Assorted Calibers podcast to sign up. And uh, thank you so much, and we're going to have a great 2020. Good night, everybody. Good night, night, folks.